This is Overtime with an EDP. All right. Uh, Mr. Decker, rapid fire. When did these shows jump the shark? Cosby Show. Olivia. Night Court. Never jumped. Agreed. Uh, family Ties. The, the AAA yes. coefficient. Um, let's go with Golden Girls. Dorothy's gambling problem out of nowhere, or when Blanche took a pregnancy test. <laughs> oh, Jesus. In, in all seriousness, not a joke. She really yeah. thought, like, I might, and they all treated it as, like, a real possible crisis. Yeah, not, no, no one ever stepped up and said, uh, you're, like, 75, so don't worry about it. Yeah, you, you got, uh, at best, powdered milk in there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Jeffersons. Uh, like Bewitched had the, the dick switch. Mm-hmm. Sergeant uh, of Sergeant, York. You got it. Jefferson's had the, the Lionel switch, but it, it, which isn't always a problem to switch actors, but when you switch twice and bring back the original, yeah. that, that just gets confusing. Mm-hmm. Not that that necessarily means they jump, though, because it was good all the way. I can dig that. Uh, Silver Spoons. When they got rid of the train... That was the coolest living room in the history of living rooms. I mean, that set, that set was visually stunning to a child of my age at that point. Oh, the and arcade machines. The arcade and the train that ran through, and why did they have to get rid of the train? It was right about the time they stopped calling him Ricky and called him Rick. Oh, and the debut of The Ricker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what about MacGyver? There's an episode episode called MacGyver's Women, okay. where uh, it's a dream episode and it's set in the Old West. And all his exes, they have husbands, and he has to like deliver them to them. And it's like a commentary on his fear of commitment. Oh. And it has nothing to do with rigging up bombs with uh, silly putty and paper clips. So it sucked. That sounds awful. Yep. Uh, okay. Um... The A-Team, one of my favorite shows of all time. Two words. Yeah. Cowboy George. When when George when Boy George guest starred. Uh, that was when they were at the bar or, or club or something. They didn't want him to uh, perform, right? Yeah, they they booked somebody called Cowboy, Cowboy George for yeah. like a hoedown, mm-hmm. and they got Boy George. And it was clearly a rating stunt, and plus he was so just hammered or doped up or something during the shooting, and it's so obvious. Uh, and it's you know it just was it, it didn't fit with the show. Which nowadays they pull stunts like that, and it's it's funny, but that one just felt awkward. I thought you were gonna say uh, two words, Frankie Santana. <laughs> that works. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Wonder Years. I want to say it never jumped, but there was a very icky moment when Kevin climbs up onto Winnie Cooper's house and watches her in bed through her window, which seems sweet and innocent at the time, but good God, that's that's awful and creepy. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah, and I think there's some some Bob Seger playing in the background, which is supposed to make it a meaningful scene, but it just, you can't polish a turd there. (laughs) 
Doogie Howser, when did it jump to shark? When he turned 18 and moved out of his parents' house, because then it's just a show about a doctor. Good point. Touche. Uh, Quantum Leap, did it leap? You know, you could say when Sam jumped into a monkey. (laughs) I think you could say that. I'll leave it at that. You could, and I did. Yes. Um, Gordon Shumway. Oh, didn't his voice change at one point? Which is kind of the only, I mean, when you have a puppet and and the (laughs) voice changes, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's like a, a yeah, yeah. It's like if Whoopi Goldberg did Miss Piggy's voice. Yeah, oh, oh Kermie. <laughs> yeah, Honey Child. Like this is not what I signed up for. No. Okay. Um, Alice, one of the greatest shows ever. Alice. I did like Alice. Um, I I don't have that jump in the shark. I had a jump in the shark when Flo left, and they replaced her with that. Um, what was it Polly? Or that was shit? yeah. Pol- Polly was definitely bad. Yeah, and she um, instead of kiss my grits, it was butter my biscuits. I believe. Oh, that really happened. Yeah, that happened. <sighs> okay, that's a definite joke. If I was aware of that, that would have been it. That's awful. Yeah, it was. She tried to. She tried to hammer in butter my biscuits mail. Did that have a very special... Didn't um, Alice's son get in like a dirt bike accident or something? He got in a dirt bike accident and Vera was um, kidnapped or held hostage or something. Yeah, yeah, like thrown in the trunk and gagged. Ball gag, sex swing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, what about the television show Martin? When Gina left. Definitely. Um, in Living Color? When the entire Wayans family left, and Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Um, to keep the '90s going, Family Matters. When the show became about Urkel and specifically Stefan Urkel, not that it was a bad character, but the show is called Family Matters. <laughs> it literally says in there that your family matters and these are matters of your family no matter how you take those two words and they were from the start hypocritical because they just disappeared a daughter so family obviously doesn't matter and then the show became about one guy who wasn't a part of the family in the self in the title family you you get where i'm going with this right okay well, um, in, in their defense, they, they kept asking you uh, whatever happened to predictability. That's true. I guess they they showed us. Yeah. Predictability uh, was replaced by Stefan or Cal. Uh, perfect strangers. Which ironically was predictable. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it was very predictable. Perfect season, strangers. I think it was season six or seven where Larry proposed to Jennifer and then they all move out of the they move out of the apartment and they all move into one big house yeah just like I get that you need them all to be in all the scenes but they don't need to all live together in a compound right yeah that was that was awful um Seinfeld (sighs) you know I got it it never jumped during its run but damn right it hasn't you know the show a show about nothing that ends with such a high concept 
story finale. You know, if if anybody can ever argue it ever jumped the shark, it would be the finale. Being, yeah, and I didn't mind so, the finale. I also didn't mind the finale of Sopranos either. So. Oh, there you go. Uh, I do want to say that uh, Knight Rider uh, possibly jumped with super pursuit mode. And the only reason I say that is it was cool that they added features to Kit and they needed to, and it, it was done organically because it was after he was sort of destroyed and they rebuilt him. But the problem with super pursuit mode is that they would speed up Kit like on the on the camera to make it look like he was going faster but nobody paid attention to the people that were strolling around <laughs> the sidewalks in the background and all of a sudden they were like speed walking <laughs> oh, what they were trying to keep up with the you know, car see yeah, who was in it that's true <laughs> oh um what about let me think um, Saturday Night Live What like the worst cast, the worst, the worst year of cast? It was just awful. You couldn't watch it. That, has that happened? There hasn't been a time yet because usually in the the transition periods between empires, there's at least a couple watchable skits or there's you know some talent there. Um, I'll tell you what, this next year is going to be telling, and I'm on board. I'm a big fan, and I, I, I always try to defend it when people say that it, it sucks and the cast blows, but this is going to be a big... I mean, you, you had the, the three best people on it all leave, and mm-hmm. as awesome as Bill Hader is, he's never really carried uh, the, the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to be uh, interesting this, come, this year coming up. I don't know. Do you, uh, do you have any spots that stick out to you as just unwatchable seasons? Not really, because see, I'm just a I'm a comedy fan. So if it, if it's supposed to be funny, I'm gonna watch it because of the legacy. So I'm gonna watch it anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, there were definitely down years performer wise, but but the writing has always been solid. So that you know you could find if even if they had to make fun of themselves or just have a, a ridiculous skit, you know I remember one show and this is Tank and I talk about this all the time. It was the Lisa Kudrow episode, which was pretty much dreadful. But the very last skit, they literally just trotted out two, and it doesn't even matter who it was. I want to say Chris Kattan and somebody else, but th- this is this is a perfect example of how it doesn't even matter who it was. It could have been me and you. And, and they were like bellboys at a hotel, and there was a cart full of luggage, and they just start throwing it around violently. I've seen and, that, yeah. And there's just no other. There's nothing else to it. They're not. There's no verbal. Con- it's just they're just. They just start picking it up and throwing it and knocking. They knock out a lamp at one point. <laughs> like the light bulb explodes. They're just like they literally look like they're trying to break the set and it's the last skit and you can tell it's just a throwaway like we need something to fill 45 seconds and they just i mean but that's the kind of thing that like even when they don't have the strongest on-screen performers the writers just make up for it by just you know pulling out something ridiculous out okay okay um let's just give these a shot save by the bell Mm. 
you know, I mean, this is actually when it got good, but like the fact that Zach just like changes states, changes schools, changes classmates, but none of it happened. Like <laughs> Screech is still Screech and he's still got his friend. Like, you know, it's never explained. Right. It's not, a, it's not a move that happened. It's And there's a great article somewhere online where somebody says, like, the whole thing is a dream, and it's all in the head of this kid who, his real life is the one with, with Miss Bliss, and things don't go the way he wants, so he creates the whole Bayside thing in his head. And, it's, and they even explain, like, the theme song, like, when I wake up in the morning, and, like, how the Bayside thing is all a dream at night and the real life is the Miss Bliss in Indiana wow. garbage life. It's actually awesome. That would be a kick-ass way to bring the show back. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay, okay. Enough for TV. Enough for TV. Well, actually, almost. Sesame Street or Electric Company? <laughs> uh, dude, uh, I, Elmo wasn't around when we were kids, right? Thank God. Uh, yeah, he's annoying. I mean, it's not like we could say they jumped the shark because he's big with the kids, but he's annoying, man. Give me the thing is, more Elmo screen time takes away from the real talent, like Big Bird and Cookie Monster and Grover and Oscar. So you know, I could I I could say the addition of Elmo for me as I critique Sesame Street. Mm, that's fair. Now, if you had to pick between the two shows. Um, I think Sesame Street, just because you got the celebrity cameos and it just kind of jumped around a little bit more. That's the wrong answer. The answer is The Electric Company. All right. Only because Spider-Man. That's true. Bill Cosby. uh, Irene Cara. Morgan Freeman. Rita Moreno. Wow, really? Gene, right. uh, these were regular cast members. Gene Wilder, Mel Brooks, Joan Rivers. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. Go back and watch the old uh, Electric Companies. All right. Yeah. Sounds, like a, sounds like a kick-ass show. Yeah, it's the fucking greatest show ever. It's on um, Netflix. They got it on Netflix. I don't know if it's on Netflix. <laughs> All right. Um... Rihanna or Beyonce? You know, I took a lot of hell for picking Rihanna in the uh, in the Miss Underscoop Fire pageant. Not for me, though. No. Well, what's funny is you go back. Uh, it, it's commonly held that I got teamed up on, and that everybody hated the Rihanna pick. However, you go back and listen. And on the call, I didn't pick up on this when we recorded, or else I would have would have uh, went down this road. But when you go back and listen, as soon as I say my pick is Rihanna, Tank is like, yep, she was on my list. So there's one person who should have backed me, but then all of a sudden, when he when he heard the, the, the heat I was getting, I feel he did not make a run-in save. And then, since then, I've also recalled that uh, Corey Chapman himself who was the lead I, hater. It was definitely the lead hater. We, speaking of Saturday Night Live, the week that she was on SNL, not her most recent appearance, but like two ago, when she had like the bright red hair and, and the big song at the time was What's My Name. Was that the uh, first uh, Shy Johnny skit? 
Yeah, Shyronic. Yeah, she she performed on that show, and I I remember specifically the next day, either texting or something with Corey and him saying like, "Good God, did you see Rihanna?" And I was like, "Yeah, smoking hot." And he was like, "Absolutely." So something changed. There's a disconnect there somewhere. Uh, I will say that Googs absolutely hates her, always has, and that to each his own. But yeah, I'm going Rihanna on that. Okay. Uh, Serpentor or Destro? You know I'm a Destro guy. As much as the Serpentor origin, like we said, was an awesome story, uh, in the uh, in the Fantasy Task Force draft, one of our first projects at Underscore Fire, I chose was Destro. He was my first pick to lead my team. Okay, okay. I'll go with James McCullen. If you were a wrestler in the 80s. Tassels, neon, mullet. This could be the answer. Okay. This, this, this actually could be the answer. Uh, if you were a wrestler in the 80s, what would your name, finisher, and catchphrase be? I thought it was just word association, so I just yelled out things. No, but that could be the answer. Your name, finisher, and catchphrase. Well, my this this is awful, but uh, when shortly after high school, when Tank and Googs and I still didn't have lives and still uh, did, couldn't get dates. We created an entire wrestling league based on our friends and the people we knew. <laughs> nice. And Tansky's character was called Phenomenon. <laughs> and uh, Googs was based on The Rock, but he was called The Croc because he would just lie to everybody like a croc. And I, w- I was... I started out with one of the worst gimmicks of all time because I was just called Horrible Howie Decker. Oh. <laughs> what so did you do? Bad. Not take out the trash? <laughs> yeah, right. I was a horrible kid. No, and then I changed to, I think we uh, we morphed ourselves into the New Age Outlaws. Tank and I were a tag team, and I think I was just How Dog, uh, which is equally bad. So I, I wish I could fall back on that. Like, it's not often you say, hey, what would your wrestling uh, persona be? And the person's like, oh, I actually created an entire league about this. Yes. So I've got the, I got a file card I can reference. I, an 80s wrestler. Well, you know, well, you know something, me and Gene. Yes. What else, what else do we need here? A finisher and what else? A tag? Uh, uh, yeah, a catchphrase. I mean, of course it could be the dick slam. I mean, that's going chalk. That could be my finisher. Uh, hmm. Does, is Clint Eastwood involved? Can he be my manager? Yes, he can. He could definitely be a tag team partner. All right. So here, here, here it is. He's gonna be. He, Clint Eastwood is gonna be in the in the federation that I'm in. And he's going to be a manager. And he's going to have a new stable called the New Age Punks. And, and, we're, and uh, he's going to look at us. I'm going to be a New Age Punk. And before every match, he's going to look at me and go, do you feel lucky, punk? And I'm going to say, yes. <laughs> so basically, my catchphrase is, yes. yes. 
<laughs> Not to I'm be confused age, with Daniel Bryan. I'm a new age punk. Yes, yeah, right. I was the yes before the yes, yes, yes. And uh, I'm a new age punk. And I, uh, what else? The finisher is the dick slam. All right. I think that came together nicely. I, like I, that. I, I made something out of nothing there with the. I took an awkward and difficult question from the fifth, and I made the best of it. And I silver lining that motherfucker. I mean, whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> what is the best soda ever created? Tough one. Not really. Well, you know I share your love of the Hubba Bubba. Mm-hmm. Hubba Bubba is up there. But I don't... The only reason I would say, if I did lean that it was the best, it's just because I can't have it. We all want what we can't have. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't drink that back no. to back to back to you back to back. Sick. Yeah. Definitely get sick of it. No, you couldn't do that. Um, cherry Coke is pretty damn good. Yeah, you got it. Now, as far as the cherry sodas are concerned, I would go with the uh, Cherry 7-Up. But yes, Cherry Coke is pretty damn good. Yeah, cherry seven up with the with the the promise of extra antioxidants, so you no. feel like you're drinking healthy. No, old school cherry seven up. Oh, eighties okay. uh, cherry seven up. Uh, let's see here. Now my answer is Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, did you like it? I adore it. it I would taste soapy to me. I would punch toddlers if that meant I could get it back. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know with that. I uh, I'm a big fan of Barks root beer. Okay, I like that. I'm a bigger fan of their uh, cream soda, but I like that. You know, Dr Pepper's pretty pretty badass too. Hmm. Maybe badass isn't the word for a soda. But it, he is a doctor. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what is the next action figure that you'd like to own? I would like for someone to buy me, because obviously I'm not going to be able to fork over the cash for this, but I want the uh, Roddy Piper G.I. Joe. Mm. That, that con exclusive from yeah. a few years ago. Because he's part of Destro's Iron Grenadiers, for Christ's sake. Hey, you gotta have the. Uh, like, they didn't just, yeah, they didn't just slap Roddy Piper in a in a GI Joe bot, uh, card. They said, you know, here's a whole backstory, and and it's perfect for him. And also, if I had a Roddy Piper action figure, I could act out the movie They Live with a diorama. Oh my God! Uh, chew some bubble gum. Yeah, I'm I'm here to kick ass and chew bubble gum. I'm all out of bubble gum. Okay. Um, what is the EDP? That's Eclectic Discussion Podcast. What is the EDP missing? More cowbell? That could be an answer. Uh, a weekly segment featuring Cleck and Deck. Uh, okay. I've been saying that from the beginning. We need to come up with something that is an excuse for me to hear my lame-ass voice on your show and, and bring down the quality. Bring, 
and down the quality. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I want to try to break your show every week. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe you just have me on and I try to just, I try to just derail. Breaking pod. Yeah, breaking pod. <laughs> Done. That's the segment. Breaking pod. EDP's breaking pod. That's right. Um, what is your favorite rap song ever? Can I go with the uh, the Iceman rap song? Rap song. <laughs> yes. The ladies show their butts and we all touch your ding dong. You gotta wave your index finger while you say it. <laughs> yeah. uh, Last Train to Clarksville by the Monkees. Is that a rap song? Um, they rhyme. They rhyme in it. So B side. I don't know if that counts. Forgot about Dre? No. Did they forget it? I, uh, no, I, I'm, I'm saying I forgot about him. I'm oh. trying to remember. <laughs> um, that's a good question. Well, I usually have those. I mean, nice. and if you got Funky Cole Medina, it's a good, it's a good thing you didn't let me have this one ahead of time because I would have spent about a calendar week and wasted wasted uh, precious man hours at my job just going through old. I mean, that's a... I don't have one that pops to mind. Okay, um, everyone that's listening to this, we're going to hold that, hold him to it on Twitter. He's going to have to give us an answer. Uh, hashtag EDP um, OT. I bet I could... If I, if I just shout out a song later on, it's because the, uh, my answer has hit me. I thought it was because it was Tourette's, but that's fine. I had that too. Um... Who is the number one cartoon bad guy? That's that's got to be Wild Athelbert Coyote, right? You know, he, he's definitely the smartest. Yeah, I mean he's he's, he's kept Acme in business for yeah. thirty years, and his uh, business cards say super genius. Exactly. So we can go with that. Um, Maria Menounos or Hannah Simone? What was that first thing you said? Is that a brand of Greek yogurt or something? Actually, no. That is the um, the alternate transformation of the uh, Dinobot uh, from Menudo. Oh, the Menudo Dinobot. Yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> If you've seen the episode where Will Jack created another Dinobot, <laughs> he made he made uh, the Menudo Dinobots and uh, transforms into Maria Menounos. So they're so they're robot dinosaurs wearing white paint splashed suspenders. Yes, they're combiners. So when when all of the members of the uh, Dinobot Menudo Force combine together, they they create Maria Menounos. <laughs> to combat against the Constructicons because the regular Dinobots, you know. Right. Well then there was the there was the um, Rico Suave Constructicon. Oh yes, the Gerardo. Yeah. The Gerardo Crane. <laughs> and the Ricky Martin backhoe. 
Yes. Hang on a sec. So I'll go Hannah Simone because I'm not really interested in all that Transformer uh, <laughs> Greek yogurt backstory. Yes. Uh, it's inter- it, sounds, it sounds like a nice story. I must have missed that story arc. Uh, maybe, maybe on a future underscore fire, we'll get uh, the Menudo Dinobot Maria Menounos. <laughs> <laughs> if only Twitter would allow longer handles at Menudo Dinobot Menounos. Um, well, you know, you're, you're, uh, I think you featured Hannah Simone on your uh, appreciation page. And I'm glad you did because I've been trying to sell you on the idea of watching New Girl, and she could be she's your she's your gateway drug. Listen, she's I, your entry point. I watched the first episode. I watched the second episode. When 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 Wayne's did not show up anymore, yeah. I cannot give that new guy I, any love. I'll admit, this is what happened to me. And uh, is I didn't watch it the first three weeks it was on, and Tank. And among others, kept saying, it's hilarious, check it out, I promise. And so I watched the first with my wife, and we immediately watched the second, and we said the same thing. And we were like, I was really looking forward to Damon Wayans Jr. He was awesome in the pilot, I like him. Uh, but then we're like, what happened? We we're like, oh, his other show got picked up. Is it Happy Endings that he's on? Yeah, sometimes. I don't watch it, but I, it got picked up. So he, he, they had recast, and I, I respect the fact that they did it with a different character. They didn't just say like, "Oh, he's black; he can be the same guy. Nobody will notice." I like that they didn't do that. It took a little getting used to, but I'm telling you, uh, uh, the, the cast that they have after by like episode five, it hits its stride. It's it gets better and better as it goes, and more ridiculous. The focus is absolutely not on Zoe Deschanel. Is it, it a lot does, of Hannah in it? She, as it goes on, absolutely. She, it becomes a show about. It's a show about Zoe for a couple episodes. Then it's a show about the four of them. Is it? It's, by, so it's the new by friends. The end, exactly. By the end, by the last five eps, it's a show about the five of them, with Cece, Hannah Simone's character included, and she is. Like on, she's featured on all the posters for season two. Like it's absolutely, yes, growing into the next friends. All right, uh, those of you listening, uh, Hannah Simone is approximately twelve tissues. Oh yeah, and I'm not a fan of bangs, but that's, I still like her. Damn right you do. Um, Adam's family are monsters. Growing up, I was always partial to the monsters. I never really got into the Adams family, and I never really got it. the the movies didn't ignite a new passion for me either. Even with um, the incredible uh, MC Hammer song. Yeah. Oh, there it is. My favorite rap song of all time. They do what they want to do, say what they want to say, act how they want to. All there that. There you go. You know what? No, sorry. Pumps and a bump. Oh, shouts to the speedo. Yeah. Um, rum or vodka. Name a show more awesomer than Cop Rock. <laughs> more awesomer? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, it's funny. In the way you word things, I initially wanted to just say every show, but 
but that that would be a fallacy. Exactly. It takes something special to be more awesomer. Not to be confused with gossamer. Cop, no, not at all. Cop rock is worthy of awe. That's right. Well, I mean, if you can't come up with one, it just proves my point that there is nothing more awesomer than cop rock. There really isn't. I can't think of anything. Rest my case, ladies and gentlemen. Um, spirit or quick kick? Spirit. Damn right, quick kick is a bum. Um, if you could own one mint condition transformer, which one would it be? And the USS flag is not a transformer. Ah, uh, well, we've already, you and I have discussed the fact before that I, I had the uh, Radio Shack Tandy version of Shockwave. Yes. Um, but it had the plus of it had like a, you know, lights and sounds. Um, it's hard not to think for a guy who doesn't have any of his transformers anymore. And I actually never had Optimus. I, I had to cobble together a collection of Autobots with no Optimus. Just had like um, 50 cliff jumpers. Yeah, I had the little, yeah, like the little cars, like the plastic ones. They weren't even metal. The only, yeah. I mean, I think I had to deem Jazz as my leader. Well, Jazz um, is the best. I clicked down in the rankings and I'm like, all right, second in command, third in command, fourth. Okay, Jazz is uh, the uh, sergeant at arms. No, yeah, I, I think I'd go Optimus I'm, because that thing can kind of double as a playset. It's not just the one figure you're getting. You're getting like the whole setup. That that thing would look nice on a shelf. Okay, down with that. Um, what is your favorite post on underscoopfire.com? <sighs> the one I worked the hardest on, my Everest, was the top 100 action figures. And I had the help of a panel of very talented people. But that thing, basically, they each just submitted me lists of, like, Here, here's 20 or 25 that I like. And, and I would put in my top 100. And then I had to, like, take from those. It, it, it was a lot. I, I, I agonized over it. Um, that is a classic I, post. Now, I'm afraid to call it my favorite, though, because looking back at it, I wish I had more pictures. I didn't, I didn't put a picture of every single figure because I figured 100, it, would, it just would get overcrowded. But I think I could have executed it better, so I'm not going to say that. Um, it's going to be probably one that is a little bit ridiculous, and it didn't get much attention, but... Um, there was one called Professional Wrestling's Inside Joke. And I kind of talked about how it's odd that in all other sort of performance arts and shows and movies and all walks of celebrity that, you know, when those performers go on like a talk show and they go on like, a, you know, somebody from like... Uh, Modern Family goes on Conan O'Brien. They're like, oh, look, it's uh, uh, Ed O'Neill. He play, he plays uh, uh, Jay Pritchett on Modern Family. But with wrestling, it's 
hey, CM Punk is on the show tonight. Right. It's never, and tonight we have Phil Brooks. He is WWE's CM Punk. And, and how that's just weird to me and how as much as that has evolved and changed and they've completely come clean with the fact that it's just entertainment and they don't even want them to call themselves wrestlers anymore. They're performers and superstars. I just think that that's still funny and nobody gets that except wrestling fans. And they, and they basically never, ever break character on those appearances. However, at all the like charity events and all the like WrestleMania weekend stuff, it's just faces and heels all together, shaking hands, they're all buddies. I hate that, so it's, it's, it's just a very weird dynamic that only wrestling fans get. And I felt like when I wrote it, I really captured that. And it was like, I, I, I just like hit post and I'm like, this is gonna fucking tear the world on fire. And it, and it didn't. But I was proud of that one. Well, it, it took that case, and it's still not over for um, uh, rappers. Same thing. Hey, here's LL Cool J. Right. right. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, since they're acting and stuff now, now they're starting to use it. But it's still, uh, tonight on the show, is Ice Cube. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> the it's grown still ass, I can't believe uh, grown-ass people are still calling this woman Queen. Hey, hey, it's Queen Latifah. Her name's Dana, dick. <laughs> I know. I still, uh, one of the, my favorite uh, headlines from The Onion of all time was uh, a picture of a guy and it said, King Latifah returns for his bride. Nice. No, but yeah, it's, it's always uncomfortable and awkward when they, like a movie is like, okay, is this one starring Dwayne Johnson or Dwayne The Rock Johnson or yeah, The Rock? Or The Rock. You know, yeah, like it, when they do cross over, that nobody knows what to call. I remember in the '80s, he was like Terry, Terry Hogan. Yeah, like what like the hell he's, is that? Yeah, he's either Hulk Hogan or Terry. Bla- it's not. It's not like he's called like Dwayne Rock. Like it just, yeah. it, it just, it's, it's an awkward, uncomfortable. Like no, there's no rules for it, and only wrestling fans get it, and mm-hmm. they just kind of ignore it. But that's another part of the reason that people who aren't wrestling fans judge us wrestling fans. Because it's got a lot of potholes. That is a, uh, a pretty good segue because my favorite underscore fire post of all time, and look at me, I do actually have one, um, is the 80s childhood icon Royal Rumble. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, that. That was, uh, I'll tell you what, I was just having this conversation with somebody. We, we have to do ridiculous stuff like that because, you know, we're trying to be like a geek site or whatever. And I, anybody can do that. We're never going to, we're never going to break a scoop. We're never going to be like, oh, you know, here's the first, uh, glimpse of Thor 2, uh, set photos. We're never going to be first on something. You know, we just put opinions and stuff out there and we try to make lists and stuff. But yeah, that right there is a perfect, like, we had to set ourselves apart with ridiculous, creative, off-the-wall stuff. And that was totally just, I wanted to do something for the Royal Rumble. So yeah, thanks, man. I forgot about that one. I, I had fun making it. I remember you tweeted something like Chewbacca's entrance music or something. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that post. <laughs> Um, what is your favorite Underscoop Fire podcast episode? I I like the uh, the the fantasy drafts that we do. I like the fantasy task force. I like the uh, 
the, the actual pod kind of fell apart because we lost the recording and had to piece it back together, have people call in again separately, like Chrissy, Chrissy on Three's company. <laughs> but uh, I, I, the other fantasy draft I really like is the, uh, the the fantasy wrestling draft that you were on and Jay Corduroy and Tim Dog from the Click Nation. That was just fun because we had people from different places and it was freaking wrestling, man. As we just saw, I can talk wrestling forever. And it was and the birth of uh, Pork Chop Sideburns. It was. Yeah, it was just, yeah, we just, that's how silly we got. We were just, ended up, you know, it had nothing to do with it. We, yeah, we ended up birthing a Jim J. Bullock-based robot yes. on a wrestling podcast. You know, the usual. You know, yeah, typical stuff. Okay. Um, what is the funniest thing you've read on Twitter lately? Okay, it was something from me. That's fine. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to tweet something like when you have your trademark uh, like line of either ors, mm-hmm. the questioning. I want to tweet something like when is. Uh, eclectic quiz gonna be over or something but I don't I don't know how to execute it properly and get the most mileage out of it so I've avoided it Will but it's coming stop flooding my timeline <laughs> no because it's not that's how that's how I want to be careful to not package it because I don't, don't want it to come across like oh when's the questioning gonna stop I want it I, I want it more to be like a recognition of you know hey like that's kind of your that's kind of become your thing that we can look forward to is like if twitter is just not doing it for you wait a couple seconds because eclectic will pose a nice question and you always have good like thought-provoking pairings that's right that's right you know you don't just go chalk and have tanya harding or nancy kerrigan because you know how everybody's gonna vote there damn right you gotta go nancy kerrigan that's right go chef galooey yeah Speaking of thought-provoking questions, how do you figure Strawberry Shortcake and her friends, like Blueberry Muffin, get treated for yeast infections? <laughs> how do they get treated? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, you got to stop what? I mean, I'm, I'm a muffin. What do you, <laughs> what do you, what do you want me to do? Wow, lemon meringue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, peach cobbler. Yeah, they all have some sort of like pastry or bread based. Yeah, it's not good. It isn't. Yeah. I just, you know, thought I'd throw that out there. Apple something. Apple dumpling. <laughs> Why do I know all of these? That's, that's the real question. That's because you're a real man. It is. I just rattled off three ancillary strawberry shortcake characters third tier and while he did that he was wearing a uh, blue bandana and he has a <laughs> cake life tattooed across the stomach cake life <laughs> how pock yes alright here is the portion of the of the hey OT it's the underscore fire portion Alright, what I want you to do, I don't know if you know this, but there's really mm, five core members. What I want you to do is, according to their personality, 
assign one G.I. Joe or Cobra character to each one, including yourself. You, you're about to get an exclusive. This is this is perfect. This can be a uh, teaser to an upcoming uh, Underscoop Fire podcast event. Um, we have in the works a podcast that is titled "If Underscoop Fire Was an '80s Property," in which we go through. See now that this is two, two episodes in a row now that you scoop the scoop the underscoop didn't scoop. That's right. Uh, last time Corey Chapman got shot. <laughs> yeah, shots fired. And you had uh, uh, Hail Mary on, and he, he sort of teased the the fifty movie uh, uh, list. But no, all right. So we've got the uh, the pot idea where we went through every major property from the 80s, the, the beloved properties, and said, all right, if we were each a Transformer, what would be our name and what you know, what kind of vehicle? If we were each uh, someone from Mask and, the, and you know, someone from uh, Thundercats. The Mask one was funny because if you look back at the characters in Mask, mm-hmm. they try so hard to cover every nationality and race that it, it becomes comical. Like, they're like, like, oh, we need an Italian guy, so it's going to be uh, Frankie Fettuccini. Like, <laughs> I mean, they, they, you know what I mean? Like, it's so blatant. So we, for that one, we took, um, each of us sort of, like, amplified our, our uh, nationality. So we did do G.I. Joe. So I'll break the exclusive here. And tell you who we each were, and okay. then we can uh, we can go go into the pod and do the others. Uh, so Corey, our beloved uh, producer, being of uh, Canadian heritage, his GI Joe's name is Syrup Tap, uh, and he's a sort of a nature wildlife specialist. If you're trapped if you're trapped in the woods trying to you know hoof it, you can uh, you can find the the trees that'll give you that delicious syrup nectar <laughs> um joe was the joey viper of course. Uh, because he's all about that alley viper and uh but once we put joey viper on paper it seemed like it looked like he's like a australian trooper or something with the joeys isn't that like kangaroo babies or something yes so he's cobra's australian outpost trooper uh, a tank, we stuck with his custom dreadnought that he had made of himself when he, he won the uh, he won a prize in the Slither Madness last spring. Mm-hmm. And, and his prize was uh, JD from General Geekery made him a custom dreadnought of himself. And he chose a character called Nitrate, who had a, I guess Nitrate is a, something to do with the film strips and movies. Uh, Googs is a golfing dreadnought named Sand Trap. Nice, and, I like that. And mine, we had trouble. We had left it blank, but then when we came up with the GI Joe code name generator on Underscore Fire, I at random became uh, Double Wing, the paratrooper. Double Wing. Which, by the way, still still waiting to see what what your uh, GI Joe and Cobra code name would be. We have to figure that out. Yeah. But yeah, so that's our uh, 
That's our GI Joe code names. Now, we did Master. We did it. Masters of the Universe, Thundercats, Mask, Transformers, and uh, I think one other. So you you made up ones for each one of those. Yep. Now Based what? on like our personalities, our names, or just something about us. Well, see now, what you got to do is you got to sign them based on authentic real G.I. Joes. Oh, like we're, we each correspond with a real Joe? Mm-hmm. And then one day that we're going to use all of those Joes as our avatar for a month. <laughs> Did I really just spend 18 minutes wrongly answering your question? No, actually you gave me the scoop and I, I want scoops here. You you got the scoop to under scoop didn't scoop. Damn right. Oh, hell, Chewbacca. Let me think. Let's see. Um, um, Corey would be right. a snow job. Well, Googs, we're going to give Googs snake eyes based on the fact that entire episodes it, go by with like he's present, but you don't hear him. Yeah. And he just sits um, back there in the Arashikaje mindset. Wow. And he's radioactive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let me think here. Uh, Corey is basically our fearless leader, uh, being the producer and trying to keep everybody on track and handing out their missions, so he'd be General Hawk. Oh, I thought you were going to give him Flint. Okay. No, I kind of want to give Joe Flint. I'm not sure why, but it just feels right. I would have gave him Bazooka. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Bazooka's dopey. Oh, hi, Joe. How you doing? <laughs> I mean, yeah. No, Bazooka's good. Yeah, you're right. He is real dope. Uh, I want to give myself Alpine. <laughs> I was going to give Joe a roadblock. All right. Yeah, they look the same. Yeah. Especially, he, he, he likes to rhyme, and he's a good cook. And uh, sometimes when he's in the car wash, his face melts. Oh, oh, Joe's got to be a uh, shipwreck. That's his boy. Okay. Um, I want to be sci-fi because I'm just a geek. I like that. Plus, it's my favorite. Um, and who's left? Tank? Tank is a uh, uh, beachhead. He's a... Uh, Tank is a... Uh, Footloose. Ooh, ooh, dude. I got, I got a good one. If you listen to the movie, the top 10 funniest movies podcast, Corey and Tank get into it and they really sort of question each other's sense of humors and they, and they, uh, they have a good back and forth going and they've sort of established this little debate uh, back and forth recently. So they are going to be my leatherneck and wetsuit. Wow. I don't I like know it. who's who. I don't know who's who. But they're they're leather neck and wetsuit, so that's everybody. I like it. Um, that was tough. I know it's about to get tougher. Oh. We gotta do the same thing, but with wrestlers. <laughs> WWF, WWD, WCW. Everybody could be a member of the NWO. Whatever you want to do. Same thing with real wrestlers. You know what? Let's make it easy. There's five of us. Without China, there was five Degeneration X members. So, 
Are you dick, Pac? We're clearly degenerates. Because we talked about, again, we'll bring the dick slam up. Uh, yeah, deck Pac. That's awkward. <laughs> Do I have to come up with creative names? No, 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 no. We're just assigning the real wrestlers. There'll be your representative. Well, Goog sounds like Shawn Michaels, but he doesn't talk much. And but Billy Gunn, he is a sexy boy. Billy Gunn never talked much. However, Tank's character in the aforementioned fake wrestling league we made up when we couldn't get dates was sort of the Billy Gunn of, of the uh, league. So, all right, here we go. Corey is uh, Shawn Michaels. I am Single H. <laughs> uh, Joe is Z-Pac. Uh, Tank is Mr. Ass. And uh, Googs is the, the road Googs. Okay. All right. Um, underscore Fire. Hashtag EDP yearbook. <laughs> Most likely to break dance naked for money. <laughs> These are the yearbook awards for Underscoop Fire on the, in the uh, EDP uh, yearbook. So, which one of the Voltrons <laughs> most likely to break dance naked for money? Definitely me. Okay. No uh, question. Uh, best breath. <laughs> Not Googs because he he knows for fifteen years now I've been talking about his salami burps. It doesn't matter what he eats; he could just eat celery for a week, and when he burps, it's straight kato salami. Nice. Uh, uh, you know, Joe is not a. Not a smoker. But Corey's not a smoker or a drinker. Yeah, but this restaurant's like pine cones and maple syrup. Yeah, that's true. Poutine. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Joe. Okay. Little com- little compliment there that he might not not ever he might have a smile on his face right now. He never he doesn't listen to the show. No, that's true. Um, most likely to make love to a pizza. Uh, Tansky. Nice. Deep dish. Absolutely. Um, and then he'd have to sit, like, it'd, it'd be the classic scene with Jim and his dad with the, <laughs> with the mangled pie on the table between them. Yeah. <laughs> Hollow pepperonis. Uh, yeah. Uh, first to go bald. Well, I am pretty much there. Joe's not, Corey's not, Tank. No, yeah, Goog says a lustrous head of hair. That's definitely me. Okay. Um, sharpest toenails. <laughs> uh, I, I don't have any any actual knowledge base. Oh, of this, this is pure so speculation. This is speculation, but Corey does a hell of a of a Velociraptor impression. <laughs> And he even does a little like ching, ching, like clicking the nails out, and and when he, he runs, he looks just like one. So I've got to think that there's at least two percent raptor DNA in his body. 
okay. actual actual raptor. So I think he's got it underneath those running shoes. He's got some blades. <laughs> okay. Uh, least likely to win a fight versus six gerbils. <laughs> That's definitely me. <laughs> Just a little overwhelming. Least likely to win a fight against anything is definitely me. Gerbils included. Okay. Um, who has done the most embarrassing things that the rest of the Voltron has no clue about? So, the only way I would know is if I, I someone confided in me or if I caught them in it or happened to be there. Yeah, or... Again, Which, pure speculation. Yeah, we all have things. We definitely all have skeletons. But I actually was driving home the other day thinking about that. I hope when I die, I actually get a deathbed. I hope it's not a quick, a quick, a quick and dirty where I don't get a chance. I hope I have a deathbed because I could drop some pipe bombs on my way out. <laughs> so it's probably me. Okay. Last, last, last question. It's going to take a little bit of time for you. And it almost goes into uh, what you gave me the scoop on. But I bet you didn't think of this one. Because you did judge Joe and He-Man and everything, right? Yeah. What I want you to do is Garbage Pail Kid the Voltron. That's a good one. Since you're the idea guy, I have no problem inserting that into the actual uh, podcast, too. I think you should. Ah, so we got some work to do here, huh? A little bit, a little bit. Take your time. I I, I know how to edit. Alright, well let's say that Joe... Let's say, let's go back to the question before and say that the skeleton's in the closet. Let's say, what if hypothetically that was Joe and he was the Blanche Devereaux of the group and we could call him Devereaux Joe? Okay. And he would just be slutty. With a gray wig. Yeah, with a gray, he would be like a southern belle and uh, he'd be like at a debutante ball with like maybe a pageant gown. And he, he's just big whore, though. Big whore. Okay. All right. Uh, maybe Googs. Uh, uh, hang on. Well, I think we do head Googs. Because, because the concept of, of him, Max head grooming and be calling and have it be head googs and has come so far that we he would be I'm picturing him like a Krang type like from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where it's just like a mechanical avatar with like his his head in liquid so he'd be head googs okay uh chapped Chapman cause he goes running in the wind and he's got the nipples and the chafing Chafe Chapman or Chapped? Let's go Chapped Chapman. Chappy? No. He's Chapped. He needs like a full body balm. 
He's all cracked. His skin's all cracked. I'm picturing these garbage pail kids. Yeah, it's a Dude, that's stickers. the best part. Yeah, I'm picturing like the characters. Um, the idea guy. Uh, and then of course you gotta you gotta get a, a tank to actually tank. Create them. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, tank. Maybe like uh, based on and the, and the great thing about it is actual garbage pail kids did take a lot of their cues from pop culture in the 80s like there was you know ones that would look like madonna or things like that oh a ray gun yeah exactly so you'd have tank you know now since they're coming out they can take from more current pop culture so in old school uh so we'll have tank the tank okay and he but he'd be like a, a you know a tank uh person kind of like um there was an Autobot that was a tank, an army tank. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. And he would sort of look like that, but it'd be like Tansky's head. But he'd also be like doing a keg stand. Nice. 